So today, I'm just going to talk. <laughs> uh, it's after midnight here in Chaska, Minnesota. Today was, well, yesterday, because it's after midnight. But still, Sunday to me, because I haven't been asleep. But uh, yesterday, I went to two churches. And I got the same message from both of them, which was, uh, let your light shine. You know, and use Jesus as your light because it'll always be there I got the same message from both churches which I think was trying to tell me something you know so I've been just listening to my thoughts about what's what's being said to me uh, a lot of what was said in, in, in the first church was also about love, you know, loving people. And I think that's one of the easiest things to do in the world. Just, just love people. You know, I don't think that if you say you're a loving person, I don't think that you can have love for this person and not that person or this group of people and not this group of people. I think if you're a loving person, you just love people. You just, you just have love in your heart and it's, it's for everybody and everything. And that was another takeaway from me from the first church I went to. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot of who I am. You know, I, I just love people. And it's, it's so easy for me to love people. And I, I wish it was easy for everybody else like it is to me because, you know, I, I get to see the good parts of people that some people may not see. Uh, but it, it, it opens the door for me to be like misused or uh, taken advantage of. But in any situation, I'm aware if I'm being misused or taken advantage of. And it's not something that I worry about. You know, if I have a conversation with someone that I love or if I'm helping out someone that I love and uh, they misuse me or they take for granted what I'm giving them, you know, that that's not my fault. That It's not on me because... I'm doing my part by helping, and I'm supposed to help, you know, because you have been misused or mistreated or abused. You don't let that change the person that you are. If you're a loving person, you continue to be a loving person. If you love that person, you continue to love that person. You don't let anything or anyone change the way that you are unless you're changing for the better. But a lot of times, if you're hurting, you're changing. It's, it's, it's not changing for the better because it's hurt and it's emotions behind it. So you, you want to make sure that you are staying true to yourself first and foremost. And if you are a loving person, staying true to yourself is, is how you'll continue to grow. It's how you will make more connections. You know, if somebody take advantage of you, that's their loss. It has nothing to do with you. 
you know, you, you do the right things and you help people and, and, and you help them figure out their ways or you give them a place to sleep or you loan them some money. It's up to them at that point to appreciate what you've given them and to not only appreciate it, but to pay it for, forward when they can. You know, uh, the world isn't a perfect place. You know, as human beings, we are not perfect. And you do have people that are looking to, to get over on the next person. And if you're somebody that, that's been gotten over before, it's not your fault. If you've helped, if you've given somebody standing on a street corner with the sign $20 and uh, they're going buy booze with it or liquor or beer, whatever, <laughs> it's not your fault that they bought that. You know, it was the compassion that you have for that person that made you give them what you gave them. So your part is done, you know, and it kind of, it drives me crazy when people say, oh, I wouldn't give nobody money because they probably make more money than I do. That may be true, but it's also not up to us to assess that, especially if we don't know for sure. You know, if you felt it in your heart to, to give them money, then that's you doing your part. That's you being helpful. That's you caring. You continue to be that. If I had $20 for everybody that I see standing on the corners with a sign, I would give it to each and every person. And I wouldn't care what they did with the money. Because for one, we didn't have a, a conversation about what would be done. The holding the sign up, but there may be another story behind that sign. I think it was only one time when I, I've seen um, a guy holding a sign asking for money for booze and women. And I seen more people give that guy money than people who have holes in their shoes. You know, I, I think that that's a sad day. Yeah, the guy's being honest. But the guy that has, or the woman that has the holes in their shoes, they are going through a struggle. And honesty, giving someone something because they're honest and neglecting to give someone that, that may be going through a struggle is backwards. You know, the, the guy that's holding up the sign looking for money for booze, he can go out and get a job to buy booze. And yeah, so could everybody else that's holding the job, but we don't know what hard times have come into their lives. And it's also very possible that the guy that's holding the sign that's saying booze and liquor could be doing it for, could have that sign for um, humor purposes. You know, maybe he wants to make someone smile and things like that will definitely make someone smile and you know you have people that will appreciate the honesty um but you have people that will give to that person but won't give to somebody that need it because they think that it's a possibility that they may not need it you know and 
with that being said, one thing that I want to talk about is um, judgment. You know, it, it's not up to us to judge the lives of anybody else. You know, people can be in public one way and be in private a completely different way. You know, we don't know the struggles that people have. We don't know their successes. We don't know what they go through from one minute to the next. It's not us, up to us to judge. But since people are adamant on passing judgment from one person to the next, I want to encourage everybody, instead of that judgment, have a conversation with someone. You know, instead of saying what they could do or what they won't do or what you think they should be doing, how about you have a conversation with that person? You could see a million and one articles online about one person. And it may be completely different into the actual person that they are. And I think it's, it's, it's up to us to have those conversations in order for us to grow as a people, as a community, as a country, as a world. You know, those conversations are needed. You know, people will learn about each other and that will stop a lot of fears that go on from one person to the next. You know, it'll help you better understand if your way of thinking is right or if you're completely wrong. There's nothing wrong with being right. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. But the only way to know is to have a conversation. You know, if someone has done me wrong or someone's turned their back on me or taken advantage of a situation or an opportunity that I provided for them, that's okay. If that person needed help again, I'll still help them. One thing I was taught as a child is to always treat people the same way you always have. Meaning, if you have a friendship and your friends start to talk bad about you, you don't you don't start to talk bad about them. You continue to treat that person as a friend. It's not saying that you have to call them all the time or you have to go hang out with them, but you continue to treat that person as you always have. Because the moment you start to treat that person like they're treating you, you become that same type of person. So if you look down on them talking or mistreating you, now you are mistreating that person. And just because somebody does you wrong, it it doesn't mean that you do them wrong. You know, that that doesn't make things better. It actually just makes it worse and keep a, a nasty, vicious cycle going over and over and repeating itself. And, I mean, somebody has to be that person to break that cycle so that it won't continue. So if you have family, friends, or co-workers, it's just <clears throat> treating everybody the, the way that you think people should be treated. You know, they say in order to uh, get respect, you have to give respect. 
or a respect is earned. So my problem with that is if I'm waiting on you to give me respect and you're waiting on me to give you respect, how does respect, how is respect given? How is it earned when everybody's waiting for someone else to earn their respect or earn their trust? I don't believe in that saying. I think that people should respect each other from the jump. Uh, and trust each other until it's broken. And even when it's broken, you don't give up on it. You keep moving. You keep going forward. And if that trust is able to be rebuilt, let it be rebuilt. I think all things can be rebuilt, repaired, can be fixed. I don't think there's anybody in this world that has not needed forgiveness. But you have people that will not forgive. You know, and I don't believe in me being a contradiction to things that I say or things that I tell people I believe. You know, everything that I tell people is strictly from my heart. You know, I don't really care if people like it or not because it'll it'll always come from a good place. It's, it's never coming from a place of hurt. You know, I, I want to see everybody succeed in life or succeed at their jobs. I want to see everybody happy. I want to see everybody prosper. You know, I, I want everybody to grow as an individual, to learn more and more about themselves, uh, to exploit their own biases within themselves. And it doesn't have to be to anybody else. It could just be with yourself. Find out what you like and don't like about yourself. And you won't get a lot of people that will tell other people what they don't like about themselves. But when people deal with those things, those will be the ones that's that's open to talk about it. So for me, for instance, <clears throat> you know, I, I've never liked the fact that I was so nice to people, you know, but I love that part about me, you know, because it's genuine and it opens the door for better friendships and better relationships with people. But it wasn't always something that I liked about myself, you know? Um, when I was young, I didn't like the fact that I was angry all the time. I didn't like the fact that I went through a depression. You know, I, didn't, I didn't like the fact that my neighborhoods weren't where other neighborhoods were. You know, I love where I come from. I love everything that I've been through because it has made me the person that I am today. It has shaped my way of thinking into what it is today. Everything that I've been through, whether it was good or bad, you know, that when we deal with those things, especially the bad things that we go through or the bad thoughts that we have, when we deal with those things ourselves, within ourselves, 
it makes you so much better of a person. It makes you understand people, I guess, to a certain extent. We'll never understand everybody. But it makes you understand that people are people. You know, it, it helps you to love people genuinely. I don't even need to know someone. And if their life is danger, I'd rather put my life in front of theirs. Knowing I have a wife and kids and family and friends in the community that care about me. But that that's the type of person that I am. You know, I don't do anything for a reward. If I loan you $20, I'm not really looking for it back. You know, it's been conversations that I've had with people that say, oh, I'll pay you back in a couple of weeks. Don't worry about it. If I need it, one day I'll ask you for it. If I never need it, don't ever pay it back. You know, if I can't, if you ask me for something and I can't give it to you, then I shouldn't loan it to you either. And I don't expect everybody to be that way, but that's how I am. You know, and that's an important part of me that I love. But people also know this about me and will take advantage of that, you know. And I don't care if people take advantage of it because I'm showing them something. You know, it's, it's up to them to learn what I'm showing them or, or what I'm trying to teach them. Me giving them the information is me doing my part. Um, I speak at a lot of school board meetings out here. And for months I've been telling people that I'm always open for conversation. Sit down and have coffee, go out, have a beer, and just talk. Just get to know each other a little better. Get to know each other's you know, train of thought or a better understanding of it. You know, and that's how you bring a community together. It's for people to understand each other more. At first, I wasn't getting, nobody was asking to meet, asking to speak with me. Um, but lately, within the last couple months, you know, I've been having conversations and uh, lunches, and I've also, like, beer, you know, we, I've been having conversations with people that don't think like I do or people that don't feel like I do. And it's been really good conversations. Um, but that's a good thing, you know, because I don't think that they see me as, you know, a, a black man. I think they're just, they're just seeing me as a man now. And I mean, it's okay if people see me as a as a black man. I'm I'm a black man. But ultimately, what I want is for people to see a man, you know, unless they're describing me. If I see a man or a woman anywhere, all I see is a man or woman or a child. You know, I'm not looking at things like, oh, look, a white man or a black man or a white man or a white woman. I'm looking at people as man or woman or as a child. Now, if someone asks me, uh, 
something, you know, being descriptive. And I say, yeah, white man, six feet, maybe 230. You know, that's when it matters to be descriptive. It's like, I don't want to be a good black father. I want to be a good father. You know, I want to be a good friend. I don't want people to label me as a race unless I'm being described. You know, because between a good white father and a good black father, the only thing is, is a good father or a good man. And that's how I look at people and that's how I would want people to see me. The only thing about that is I can't control anyone else's uh thought process or how they view other people, you know? So some people may see me as a black man. Some people may see me as a black father. And that may be the way that they talk about me, and that's fine. You know, I don't care. Um, I've been having really good conversations with, well, let me say this. I don't consider myself to be left, right-winged, uh, right-winged, <laughs> Republican, Democrat, you know, I don't associate myself with either one of those. Well, but the way I speak, some people will say I'm a lefty. And that's fine. That's that's people's opinion of, of who you are. They'll understand better if they decide to have a conversation with me. But I've been having more conversations with uh, conservatives or Republicans lately. You know, they've been asking to, to speak with me. And a couple of days ago, I received a, a Facebook message and a lady was asking if, if I could meet with her and another lady. And she made it very clear that we have different viewpoints, but she wanted to find some common ground. And one thing that about that message that I absolutely love, and it gave me chills, uh, is that she said they prayed about it and God sent them to me. Now, I don't think that I'm, you know, anything special. I'm just like everybody else. But me get, getting those chills, it made me feel like, like her message was genuine about her praying about it or them praying about it and wanting to reach out to me, you know. And I'm not sure how big the group is, but in one part of her message, she says that uh, all of them prayed and got the same message and was sent to me. You know, just because this group of people have a different viewpoint or a different mindset than I do, it doesn't mean that I need to change them. You know, it, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't have a conversation with them. You know, if, if someone's asking to be helped, you help them. No matter what, if someone's asking for help, you help them. That is the first step to 
changing the world we live in. You know, I live in Chaska, Minnesota, and <clears throat> you know, I'm a, I'm a black man from Chicago, Illinois. So it's like, it's two different worlds here. And I appreciate that, that people are starting to reach out and, and want to talk to me about my mindset or how I see things, because I would also like to learn how other people see things as well. You know, I don't judge people because they see things different or they look at things different, or even if they go about things different. The only thing I don't like is, and I'm not saying this is from this group, I'm just saying in general, the only thing that I don't like about people is like hatred, uh, speaking with hatred or uh, making things about you, you know, when there's always a bigger picture. We had a school referendum that didn't pass a couple weeks ago. And it's been so many people showing up to the school board meetings to speak in favor of it and also to speak against it. And the teachers and community is starting to come in out now, come out more now, which is awesome. It's, that's always a good thing. But one thing that's got me started with going to these school board meetings and opening up the dialogue for people to reach out to me was last school year, my kids were targeted with racism. And we were the group that came to the school board meetings. You know, we, we didn't get the groups that are coming out now. And, you know, I do understand that when people are not directly affected by something, they tend to not get involved with it. And, and you know, that's fine. That's fine. But what people need to understand is when you see something that's not right or you hear something that's not right, you should speak up. You should speak against it. So we have all these teachers and community members that's coming out to uh, speak against things or speak for things. But the community didn't come out. The teachers didn't come out to speak against my kids or other kids that were targeted with racism. You know, sometimes people told us that we needed to just let it go. The world is racist. We need to deal with it. We need to move on. There's absolutely no way to deal with it if you're not dealing with it. There's no way to move on if you don't deal with it. These are traumatic experiences for kids, especially when they see adults talking down on them. These are high school kids, and they can hear and see Adults, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old that talk trash about them because they don't want to be treated like that. You know, they don't think racism is right. The world we live in today is a challenge for everyone, you know, but we get through those challenges by helping each other. You know, by 
learning more about each other. There's no person on this earth that means more than anybody else. There's no thought process more important or less valued than the next one or it shouldn't be that way. You know, my thought process, my way of thinking, my way of living, it doesn't make me better than anyone else. It doesn't make me less than anyone else. And that's exactly how I teach my kids. You know, I want them to go and not let people change them or not let the world change them or not let the media change them. You know, I don't teach my kids to tiptoe around police officers because they black. But they can see that them being killed by a police officer is uh, expected sometimes because they're black. And maybe expected is a bad word. Maybe we shouldn't use expected. But it's so popular these days. Now my kids also know that where I grew up in Chicago, you was more likely to get killed by a black person than a police officer. And that's still evident today. So this is the problem that I have with my own race. Now I have a job that allows me to go into other people's homes. You know, sometimes I can see five or six people living there. Uh, Everybody has a job. Everybody has a car. Everybody's pitching in. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Now, one thing that I know from experience is black people aren't the most favorited people in the world. We're not the most liked people in the world. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we are the most liked. And maybe we also are the most hated. It's like, how can you be the most loved and most hated at the same time? But, okay, I forgot my point. (laughs) Uh, Yep, I completely forgot what I was about to say. So, one thing about these podcasts that I do, I have no script, none whatsoever. Um, Most times I'll pick a topic and I'll start to talk about it. Tonight, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to get things off my chest. And I was really only meaning to, I guess, talk about my experiences with the church. Um, oh, okay. Back to... <laughs> so I don't I don't teach my kids to tiptoe around police officers. You know, I teach them to, first of all, be respectful to everyone, whether it's a police officer or not. Police officer is still a human being. So you respect them, you know, and compliance is not always going to guarantee that you'll get a ticket or a warning and drive home. You know, that that's not the case with with us. Now, the reason I, I say this is because, you know, my kids see what happened 
you know, to black people and cops and it's not one sided. Also let them know how black people is with each other, you know. Like if the world hates us, we also show that we hate each other. You know, and that's a damn shame. You have so many other uh, races that, that stick together. And when I would go into some of these houses, you know, I see all these people working their cars in the driveway and everything. And, you know, I would also see the bond that they have, the unity that they have. You know, and it's not just one house that I go to that I see that. You know, I, I'll see it a lot. And with my own race, you know, I, I see it. I do. I see it, but not as much. But I also see the way black people treat each other. You know, and we can't get mad at the world for not treating us the way we think that they should treat us because we can't even treat each other the way we think we should be treated. You know, being black is it's like cutthroat. But I will never teach my kids to live in fear, to tiptoe around anything, because that would take away from them being who they are. You know, they would, that would take away from the natural light that they have to be shown to everybody else, you know? And I don't care if they are bold or if they speak their minds. I want them to do exactly that. But I want them to be respectful to everyone. I want them to have passion for everyone. And something that my mom say, the world is lacking. She's been saying this since I was a kid. And the main problem with the world is that there's no compassion for someone, for the person standing right next to you. And you can see that in so many ways. You know, everybody... Well, not everybody, but people are so quick to judge the person standing right next to them that they miss out on the greatness of that person. You know, people are willing to come up with their own thoughts of who people are, you know, without having a conversation. And it makes them miss out on the greatness of that person. The only way to find it out is to embrace people, you know, to genuinely love people and to have those conversations. Those conversations are important in life. If people that didn't like each other sat down and talked that may well I'm I'm sure that that'll change a lot of people's perspectives 
about other races or about one person. But once you can have that conversation with one person that may not like you or that don't see things the way that you do, and you find that common ground and you get to the things that you do agree on, it's like now that person will go and talk to people that they know about what they learned from you, and you'll go and talk to people you know about what you learned from them. It starts to bring those walls down. And then more and more conversations will be had, and it'll be more and more people having those conversations. And until we get there, the world will be a hateful place. It'll be a judgmental place. And, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't know how Muslims practice or what they think. Um, Just like, or Catholic or any other religion. You know, I am what I am. And I'll always be a Christian. You know, but I don't mind people being a different religion. You know, especially if they're willing to sit down and, and have a conversation as long as it's not super biased. You know, I can deal with having conversations with people and their biases because, you know, someone may see your biases before you do. You know, I'm I'm okay if people speak with those biases. But in order for our conversation to be uh, effective, we both have to be open-minded to what each other is saying. So I may speak with my biases. And the problem with that is when that happens, people tend to point it out right away, you know, or they they tend to make it a point of something that they have to say. And that, that's not how the conversation is supposed to go. If somebody asks you to let you let them know the biases that you hear coming from them, yeah, point it out by all means. But if they haven't accepted their biases and dealt with them, whether you point it out or not, there's nothing you can do about that. They'll still exist tomorrow and the next day, next week, next month, next year. You can't force anybody to deal with anything that they don't want to deal with. But that's one of the biggest parts of life to me. It's one of the most important, and it's also the most rewarding. Deal with the things you don't like about yourself. Deal with the things that you love about yourself. Recognize your own biases. If you've had a hand growing up, acknowledge it, you know? I've had the privilege of being loved by people. And not everybody have that privilege. You know, it's it's nothing bad. It it just means that someone didn't get some of the opportunities that I had growing up. You know, and I know that my mom, my grandmother, my dad, my stepdad, family and friends, like, they love me. And I was shown that I was loved. 
you know, but that doesn't make me better than a kid who's not shown that love, a kid who isn't told that they're loved, you know, it doesn't make me better than the kid that wasn't wanted by their parents, you know, and it doesn't make them worse. But I know my shortcomings. I know my sins. I know my biases. I know what's made me happy. I know everything about me. And I'm okay with all of it. Like, you may ask, how could you be okay with with something bad about you or something you don't like about yourself? It's because I deal with it. You know, I don't let anything that I don't like about myself uh, be a factor in my life. You know, uh, I use that as a as an opportunity to grow. You know, so me liking the fact that me loving the fact that uh, I'm nice to people, and me not liking the fact that that I like people, it's not a double-edged sword. <clears throat> it's just me recognizing that because of the way I feel about people, it opens the doors for things to happen, you know? And that's the part that make me not like it. But me loving the fact, me loving that fact is what helps me be able to help the next person or uh, be genuine to the next person. I won't let anything that anybody has ever done to me change me for the worse and affect a, have an effect on a possible relationship that may be a good relationship or a friendship. You know, you, you have to remain true to yourself. And I just believe in it and deal dealing with all of your BS. You know, those conversations with the man in the mirror is hard to have but they're worth it, you know? And people lie to themselves all the time. I used to. I used to lie to myself about who I was and what I wanted out of life or what I was doing in life. But not anymore. I'm 100% truthful with myself. And if something comes up that I don't like, I deal with it. You know, I don't let it hinder uh, how great I know I can be. You know, and I may never see myself as being great because I don't want to hit, I don't want to feel like I've hit a top level and I can't go any higher. You know, I want to force myself to, to keep pushing, to keep moving, to keep going. So to me, intentionally, I'll always be good. (laughs) It's not me thinking less of myself either. Like I said, I I know exactly who I am. I know exactly who I'm not. But I don't want myself to get comfortable with feeling like, oh, I'm a great person. I'm a great man. I'm great this. I'm great at that. And I want myself to see the spectrum, give myself credit, but also don't put myself on that pedestal because I want to keep, I want to feel like I'm continuing to reach for it. I want to feel like I'm continuing to work for it. I have 
never letting anybody give me anything until recently because I felt self-efficient that way. You know, and that's such a blind thought. Yeah, you could be self-efficient, but there's nothing wrong with allowing people to be there for you or to help you out or, or to just help you grow, you know? We'll all need someone else's support at some point in our lives. Uh, the last two weeks, I lost two family members. I lost an uncle and a cousin the very next day. We went to Chicago for the funerals and I had two funerals in one day. My uncle's funeral was first, left my uncle's funeral, went to my cousin's funeral. It's two different sides of the family. Uh, left my cousin's funeral, went to my uncle's repast. Left my uncle's repast, went to my cousin's repast. It was a lot. It was draining. It was so hard to deal with. It's still hard to deal with. But I have gotten so much support from the Chaska community, my royal group, uh, both sides of my families. You know, I've I've just been getting support. You know, I, I had someone make lasagna for my family today. Uh, I had a lady make brownies and bring us water and, and chips for our trip to Chicago. You know, the community has, has raised money for us to make sure that we can get to Chicago and back and not uh, worry about finances. You know, like this has been such an eye-opening experience for me. And even though, you know, I, I lost two people that I love <clears throat> very much, you know, that the positive that, that came from it, well, the main positive is that now I have two new people that can keep an eye on me and my family you know, and help us and guide us and, and just get us to the next point. But another positive was having a community of people that genuinely care and want to help. Because at first I kept saying, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I don't need this, I don't need that. And people would not let up. They would not take no for an answer. So at first I was telling them, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll take this, and yeah, if you want, you could do that. You know, it it was me not understanding what I was doing at first. You know, those were blessings that were coming to me that I was turning away, intentionally turning them away. You know, and once I say yes to one person, and then I say yes to another person, and yes to another person, yes to another person, People have been reaching out to me nonstop, you know, and it's not even people that I know. I mean, yes, I know a lot of people that, that send me messages or they reach out to me, but there are so many people that have reached out and I've never met them. And seen maybe a post on Facebook or seen me speak at the school boards. 
You know, you, you take those blessings. They're there for a reason. And while you're accepting those blessings, that's an opportunity to grow those relationships with people. So uh, this Tuesday, I am meeting with two ladies uh, at Caribou that would like to find some common ground. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people may speak against it. And that's fine. You know, people are allowed to feel how they want to feel. But I've opened myself up for this dialogue. So I can't say, oh, because uh, you are a Republican or you're right. That sounds stupid. But because you're this type of person, then I can't speak with you. You know, that's hypocritical to me saying, reach out to me. If you want to have a conversation, if you want to have a sit down, you know, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. And, you know, I believe that this lady prayed on it and God told her to reach out to me. I believe it. I don't believe it because she said it, but reading it, reading her message, I can feel the sincerity in it. Um, people tend to have a different view of how I interact with people. And that's fine. You know, some people think I, I make myself too available. Some people, well, a lot of people think I'm way too nice. But, that, you know, that's fine. People are allowed to, to have those thoughts about you because well for one people want to look out for your well being. So they don't want to put you they don't want you to put yourself in a situation that'll cause you to be stressed out or uh cause you to forget your goal, your long term vision. You know, and I appreciate that. But somebody has to start having these conversations with anybody. You know, uh, and this has come from them hearing me speak at school board meetings. But if I can, I'll grow those relationships, you know, and, and I'll talk to people that I know about the conversation that we had. And hopefully they'll go back and they'll talk to people about the conversation that we had. And we'll be able to have a larger discussion. And I think there's always some common ground. It, it has to be, you know. No one can see things 100% different all the time. It has to be some type of common ground, whether it's liking video games or liking to be productive at work or liking to garden or loving kids or loving pets it, it's always something that someone can find common ground on and that's getting to that part is what will relax the conversations to open the door for better conversations <laughs> so you know, this is my rant for the night and uh, I think it was good you know I like 
these podcasts because I, I just get to talk, you know, um, not looking for answers while I'm speaking. No, I just have something that I want to speak about. Look, today wasn't nothing in particular. I just wanted to talk. <laughs> I just wanted to talk. Uh, if you listen to this and you listen all the way to the end, I like feedback. I love feedback. If it's constructive criticism, if you say you hate it and love it, you know, I, I appreciate every piece of feedback just the same. Um, hopefully this can start conversations with people that you know, people that you don't know. You know, um, said a lot of things today. <laughs> but as always, every time I do a podcast, I'm hoping that it reaches somebody that will make a change in their life that will help them better themselves. So I'll be back soon. And yeah, so this, I don't edit my podcast either. So this will go straight from what I'm saying and it'll be published. Uh, I don't write down talking points. Uh, always, I'll sit down and I just go. So some of my podcasts you will hear like silences. And that may be, you know, me thinking for a second or me taking a breath. Um, you may also hear me be all over the place. And that's because it's not scripted and I might have so much on my mind at that time or so many things to say, but I just want to get it out. So I just wanted to let that be known that none of my podcasts are scripted. Uh, I have not written down a single word for any podcast that I have done as of yet. And my end goal is still the same, and that's to do a, uh, like an autobiography podcast. You know, I would love to tell a story about my life or tell my life story. You know, I think a lot of things that I've been through, uh, a lot of ways that I was, a lot of, and the ways that I am now, you know, I think a lot of people would be able to relate to it. And yeah, you know, I just really want to help people. You know, I want people to know that they're not alone. <clears throat> but I also want people to tell their own stories, you know, and... There may be some pushback or um, something negative with you telling your story, but that's okay. It's your story. People can't tell you that you're wrong about your own story. It's yours. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night.